Hey guys, welcome back to the Goat Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark. I am so sorry it has been months since you have heard from me. Uh, the Scattered Abroad Network has gone through some changes, and that has taken up all of my time working with that. And so uh, I had had the time before this to kind of do this podcast, but I, I kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit here. I do want to make a couple of things known that are very interesting uh, and I think good to know. Number one, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have broken my heart numerous times since we've last talked to one another. The uh, Ohio State Buckeyes broke my heart, and Michigan somehow can cheat and get into the college football playoff. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the NIL college football playoff, and I brought with me a special guest, the one, the only, the handsomest shaved head on this podcast today, Drew Sows. Drew, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, brother. Um, looking forward to being on here. Grabbing my Coca-Cola here. Not a sponsor, just <laughs> refreshing. So let's let's wind the clocks back 10 years. Okay. Because the college football playoff has been around for nine, mm-hmm. but it, it was announced about 11 years ago that they were going to be going to this. At the start of the 2013 season, it was known that was the last year for the BCS National Championship game. And from everything I can remember, they announced that they thought the number one and number two format wasn't fair. They thought there were four teams that were always, you know, pretty much deserving, and and you could argue any of those four could win. Mm -hmm. I really think when we look back at this, though, uh, you see something from 1998. The SEC won it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Um, from 1998 until 2013, yeah, that was what, uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So they won nine of the 15. So in reality, this was college football. I think saying, okay, the SEC is dominating this format because mm-hmm. we think their conference is the best. We could talk about that later, even because right, I, whatever. Yeah. So they said, all right, we're we're going to change it because they just knew in 2013 another SEC team was going to win. In fact, I think the SEC played in every single championship except one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. What's nine plus six, Drew? Fifteen. That's amazing. The six times they didn't play in it, they didn't win it. (laughs) Wow. That is insane. Oh, man, that's hilarious. That is that tells you everything you need to know um about the way that it was. Right. Um I Here's the problem. Okay. Florida State ended up beating Auburn that year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, "Man, what a great way to close the BCS out. SEC doesn't go out on top forever. Florida State does." I start with that because here it is 10 years later and Florida State is at the foot of another controversy. And that is of course they missed the cut for the college football playoff. I want to start my comments by saying this. Um, the college football playoff is the dumbest thing that has ever been invented in the history of sports. It It is not a true playoff format. It never has been. No. Next year it might feel like one more because they're supposed to be going to 12 teams. Mm-hmm. But the college football playoff has never been a smart decision by college football and it has been riddled with controversy from the jump. Right. Because as we can talk about, and I'm going to throw it to you here in just a second. Yeah. 
the college football playoff has turned into the very problem the BCS was. It's the SEC playoff. And that's what they were trying to avoid. And yet, the guidelines that they came up with and the ways that they did everything has completely destroyed the very thing the BCS was already doing anyway and has turned it into something even worse because before I throw it to you here, let me just count. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven of the teams in the nine years that have made the playoff have been SEC teams. Most of those are Alabama, of course, and then Georgia the last few years, and LSU snuck in there. That one year with Joe Burrow. Sorry to bring that Ooh. up. I know that was a rough year for you guys as, as Clemson fans go. It was, yeah. uh, but let me let me throw it to you here for your initial comments on this because I think the playoff was good initially. Yeah. And then it, it the last five years it's been terrible. Yeah, it was good. And you look at the first year with – and I remember watching those games. Oregon, Florida State, Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. You've get, you got one SEC team. And rightfully so, Alabama was deserving. And then you saw Ohio State with Ezekiel Elliott, and you realized, okay, we've got – it seemed like we've got more options. Because from a fan's perspective, yeah, you know, like you, you know, mentioned the SEC, just dominant, dominant, dominant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and don't take anything away from them. Right. Like, they deserve to be there. Right. But at the same time, you're like, man, there's other teams and there's other programs like a Florida State, like an Ohio State, that had that pedigree, yeah. you'd like to see them at least get a shot. Right. But when you start to look at some of these, I mean, the biggest issue that, that just jumps out to me is there's five power fives. Mm-hmm. There's only four spots. Yeah. What do you do with Notre Dame? Yeah. Notre Dame sneaks in the playoffs and they get waxed. Yeah. Um, TCU gets in. There was there was the year where Baylor was undefeated and there was all this debate. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have the championship. They didn't have the championship. Stupid. And that was Notre Dame's problem too, and being independent. You don't have a they're sitting at home while other teams are playing, and that was always a big problem. But the the initial reaction with this year, and I'm I'm kind of on both sides with it. The committee's job is to get the four best teams. And they might have different criteria, different things that jump out. But never in the history, of the, which points to the problem, the inconsistency, yeah. never in the history of the playoff format has there been a Power 5 champion get left out that was undefeated. Yeah. And I think about, you know, my Tigers. Clemson went to six of these. They won the ACC, and a lot of people thought, well, ACC's weak, they don't need to be in. But that didn't matter because they're a Power 5 champion. They ran the table, Power 5 champion, they got in. And then, you know, 2018, when they got in and beat Bama, it was Clemson don't deserve to be there. Yeah. And then they win 44-16. to 16. And so, it's kind of one of those things where the, the committee this year said, you know what, here's what we think is going to happen. We want the best matchups. And in my personal opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think deep down they said there's no way we can have a playoff without a team from the SEC. Yeah. And if we're going to leave somebody out, is it going to be Alabama or Florida State? They didn't want to face the wrath of Saban and Greg Sankey and SEC fans. So they said, we'll just let Florida State be the be the, the scapegoat this year because we have the injury to fall back on. Which means it's not the four best teams. Right. And that's the problem. So in, in no other sport do they sit down and say at the end of the season, 
who are the four best teams they're they're in they're a shoe in. Yeah. In in the NFL, they don't say no. You know, uh, I I saw a meme. I showed it to you the other night. Uh, someone said, "Unfortunately, the Jaguars have been now eliminated by the college football playoff committee because Trevor Lawrence got hurt." <laughs> right. That's exactly what Florida State's dealing with. Yeah. Here's the problem too. 2018, Alabama got in with one loss, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of controversy about that, yep. and a lot of things that were said. And sure, they ended up winning. You know what that proves, though? It proves our point. That the loss should not be held against you, and that you could come in and win. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just Alabama. You can say that all you want, but they won in overtime, right? And it was a close game. It was twenty six twenty three. Yeah. But Bama didn't deserve to be in that year, but they got in, and every Bama fan said this: "Give us a chance to prove ourselves. Let us come in and show you that we belong to be in here." Mm-hmm. Well, Florida State doesn't get that chance. Exactly. I think from the jump. What seems to be the easiest thing to have done is it's a six-team playoff. The Power Five get in, and then you have a wild card slot. Right. That wild card slot can play the number one seed, just like a regular format. Mm-hmm. You tailor to, just like they do with the number four plays number one, number two plays number three. Six plays one, four plays, uh, what would that be, two, mm-hmm. and three plays five. Right. That's how you do it, and yeah. you just you, you tailor it that way. Mm-hmm. You could have done that. And you could have had an opportunity to possibly see because everyone counted Florida State out the year they beat Auburn. Right. And yeah. what we've seen time and time again with upsets and other things is teams often rise to the occasion. But the college football playoff, there has not been a good game since 2018. Right. That year that Bama got in when they really didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Now, Clemson comes in and just spanks Bama in 2019, 44 to 16. The next year, Though it was a close game at the half in 2020, yeah. LSU pulled away. LSU sure. ends up beating Clemson comfortably. Yeah, you know by what se- 17. Yeah, and then the next 25. year, Alabama whoops up on Ohio State 52 to 24. The next year, Georgia whooped up on Alabama 33 to 18, and then last year, which everybody was talking about this big debacle, Georgia won 65 to seven. Yeah, let me let me just say two things. Number one, I don't care that Georgia lost once. They should be in here. But you can't leave out Washington. Right. You can't leave out Texas, who beat Bama. If you're going to put Bama in, you got to put in Texas, who beat them. Exactly. But why is Michigan in? And that's what bothers me. Because you can say, well, we're undefeated. Yeah, but it's questionable how you're undefeated. Oh, yeah. The Ohio State game is the only quality win you have this year that you can say with certainty Mm -hmm. you didn't know the place. And you didn't have Harbaugh. Right. That's the only win you can claim. Now, some some Michigan fans out there are going to say, well, that's enough. If we have questions about the other 11 times you stepped on the field yeah, and have no clue how you've been doing it, and I don't know if you've seen this or not. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, Michigan, in 2020, they were 13-0 and this year, all right? Let's wind the clocks back 2019. Yeah. They were 9 and 4. Mm-hmm. 9 and 4. Penn State was better, Ohio State was better. In 2021 to, or 2020 to 2021, um Ooh. they were 2 and 4. Now yeah. of course that was COVID season, they didn't play but that 2 and 4. Now, here's something just absolutely astonishing that happens in 2021 to 2022. They explode for a 12 and 2 record, undefeated at home, 4 and 1 away, then last year, yet again, explode 
for an undefeated record until TCU beat them. And then again this year, here they are, perfectly undefeated, perfectly set to play in the playoff. But it came out this season that Connor Stallions was helping steal signs. Mm -hmm. And someone says, well, how does that help? Have you seen the clip where it shows Stallions yelling to the defensive coordinator, run right, run right, Mm -hmm. and Ohio State then ran to the right and they knew exactly what it was, they blew up the play? Yeah. When you know what's coming, Mm -hmm. it's different than being able to go, hey, every time they hold that sign up, it's a pass. That's you can do that all day long. Sign yeah, stealing's right. never been an issue. Right, right, right. Knowing the exact play call because you go to a game and film it. Yeah. And the illegal. only only punishment that they got, Harbaugh, you're suspended for three games. Yeah. But now you can go win a championship. And I guarantee you, if Michigan pulls it off somehow, and I don't think they will, I think Bama's gonna spank them around. Yeah. If somehow Michigan wins it all though, this title will be vacated. Yeah, it will. And how can the playoff committee let that happen? Right. How could you let Michigan in? In some ways, what should have happened, as bad as it would have been, they should have called up and said, Florida State's number two, Washington's number one, Texas and Bama, finish it out. Or if you're going to leave out Florida State, you say we're leaving out Florida State because of their strength of schedule, well then how can you put in Michigan when their strength of schedule is in question because of all the cheating allegations? Right, of course. So, Drew, tell me a little bit here about your expectations for the playoff. Michigan and Bama are playing. Washington and Texas are playing. They're trying to set it up, I think, for a Texas-Alabama rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's another thing we could talk about. But I want to hear your thoughts first on this particular playoff, what you think, and about Georgia not getting in too. Yeah, it, it was shocking to me to see Georgia fall from one to six. Mm-hmm. And – if you're listening to this, I want you to know that this is coming from a perspective. I am anti-Georgia, okay? But I want to I want at least give them credit. Those dudes went out and won back-to-back natties. Mm-hmm. They went through the SEC. They went, what, 29, 30 games in a row? In a dominating a fashion both yes, times. Yes, absolutely. And it started by beating Clemson. And I remember Kirby Smart saying, you're either elite or you're not. And from that point on, they have taken care of business. They've done it in a lot of different ways. To win back-to-back national championships – go undefeated all year, and lose to Alabama by three points. Your only loss in the last two or three seasons has been to Bama by a field goal, mm-hmm. and you drop five spots? Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, and, of course, the same with Florida State. I mean, you know, that they, should abs- they absolutely deserve to be in. Going back to your point, let us get in and just see. Yeah. We've earned the right. They earned it yeah. on the field. It wasn't on paper. They they went out. They won the games. Um, you you can't take into question. Well, they had a you know they're they're not full strength. Okay, well neither was Ohio State. Neither was Ohio State. There's a lot of teams that have limped into the playoff. Um, Jalen Hurts gets benched to bring two in. Yeah, I mean it can happen. So, but anyway, to to, to this year, I think Washington and Texas is the most intriguing. Because Sarkeesian started at Washington. Mm-hmm. So he's got some emotions tied in with both programs. Texas and Washington, to me, have been fun to watch all year. Mm-hmm. When Texas beat Bama by 10 on the road, I knew right then and there, that's a playoff team. Yeah. What's interesting is in 2019, when LSU went on their run, when they beat Texas at Texas, I said the same thing. Yeah, I said, this LSU team's going to win the Natty this year. Because you're starting to see Ewers, and you see A.D. Mitchell that came over from Georgia, and you see Xavier Worthy. You see all these playmakers, and you see all of these guys that are buying in, and now they've got the belief. Yeah, they lost one game in a rivalry, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, that's their only loss. I think Texas absolutely deserves to be in for sure, 
And the fact that they beat Bama on the road, you could argue this might be the best win of the regular season. Yeah. To go and beat them by 10 in Tuscaloosa. I think Texas and Washington is going to be an incredible matchup. I think Michael Penix is one of the better quarterbacks. He reminds me a lot of two of the way he spins it as a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, so my initial reaction is that's going to be the game I'm really excited to watch. I'm with you. I think Alabama is better than Michigan. With that being said, a healthy Blake Corum, you know, a healthy def- – I don't know. It, it might be a close game, but I think Bama finds a way – to pull away late. So, I've got Bama getting over Michigan. The Texas-Washington game, I could see going into overtime. And I don't. it's a toss-up for me. Yeah. I, I mean, Washington's offense is elite. Texas is, is great on both sides of the ball, too. So, I, you know, I, I think I'm with you, though. I think what we're going to see is an Alabama-Texas rematch. Yeah. And it's hard to beat Bama twice in the same year. Yeah. And I think Bama's going to find a way to win it all. Well, and you, you think about this, too, because this is what's interesting. Someone says, well, you remember what happened when Cincinnati got in. Yeah, I do. And it wasn't pretty. Yeah. But Cincinnati was deserving. Right. And in reality, you can say what you want all day long. But for Cincinnati to hold Bama to 27 points, mm-hmm. that game was closer than people remember right. because the final score was a 21-point difference. Exactly. But Bama, you know, <laughs> they've been in eight of the ten times. Mm-hmm. Or eight of yeah, eight of ten, I believe now, um, because this is year ten. Eight of ten they've been in. That's insane. It's good. It shows how good they are, but it also kind of shows there there's been a heavier SEC presence in this playoff because Bama has been in eight, Georgia three, LSU's made it once. Everybody else other than Clemson and Ohio State yeah. is four or less. Right. Oklahoma's made it four times. Never done anything Couldn't with it, unfortunately, yeah. because that's the that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. They can say what they want, but they try so hard to schedule in conference matchups in the championship every year. Think about this: Oregon and Ohio State. This first year of the playoff, they really didn't do anything crazy. They had Oregon at number two, Florida State at three. Even though I don't know if you remember this, Florida State was undefeated that year. You're right. Should have been the number one team till you get beat. Yep, but yep. they they put in Bama at one, and they had Ohio State. And I think what they thought they were going to get was Bama in Oregon mm-hmm. because Cardell Jones came in and really didn't play as well as Ezekiel Elliott was playing. People want to talk about Ooh. Cardell Jones as the reason they won. It was Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, the dude yeah. had like a 1,000 yards rushing in the three games, yeah, was... the Big Ten Championship, the semifinal, and the championship game. Yeah. He had like 800 yards rushing. He was getting 200 a game. Uh, I think it was the, from Michigan to the final game, he had 800 yards rushing. That's amazing. <laughs> the next year, Clemson versus Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Bama versus Michigan State. Ooh. They wanted Bama-Clemson. Yeah, that, they That's did. what they wanted. They, they got it. Yep. The next year. And those two games, I hate to interrupt, but those two games right there are two of the best national championship games of all yeah. time. Uh, other 45 than, to 40 with Deshaun Watson yeah. and, and Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean – and then the very next year for it to end with two seconds left, those both of those games were highly competitive. But I do think there was people starting to get upset. We don't want to see Bama Clemson every single year. Right. But you got it uh, three times in four years. Well, and that's exactly that's exactly why, you know, like like I said, they, they wanted Bama Clemson those two years. That's yeah. how they set it up, number one, number two. Washington wasn't going to give them the business at Bama that no, year. No, no. But it's the same thing with Cincinnati. It was twenty-four to seven. Yeah, it's a very similar score. Then Ohio State got blanked 
Now that I believe was the Urban game. Urban Meyer's first shutout. Yes, and I believe that was a game where either someone got injured or something had happened either with Clemson or whatever, but something mm-hmm. happened that was really fluky at the beginning of that game. It was yeah. over from there on yeah, out. Yeah, it was. Clemson ends up running like 100 plays in that championship game, beats Bama, last second, touchdown yep. pass. Then the following season, Oklahoma, Georgia, Great game. Bama, Clemson. Rose Bowl. They put Bama, Clemson as 4-1 and one because yep. they did not want them playing again. Right. And in reality, I don't know that that made a lot of sense, but it is what it was. And they set it up to where Bama and Georgia could be playing in the championship game. Hmm. Even though people complained when LSU-Bama played. Yeah, yeah. And I think that from the jump, the biggest mistake the college football playoff made was they didn't set parameters that said, if you're in the same division, you have to play each other. Yeah. We don't want that in the championship. Right. That's what we were so fatigued by. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to see that. We didn't want to see Bama-LSU, Bama-Georgia. We didn't want that to happen. But it's happened It's yeah. happened at least three times. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correct, no, one, two, it's happened twice. It happened with Georgia and Alabama in 2022. Mm-hmm. It happened with Georgia and Alabama in 2018. Right. It should never be possible. And just like last year, I think they were really hoping Michigan and Ohio State got another chance. That would have drawn in the ratings. Right. That would have been really exciting. Or, worst case scenario, we're going to get Georgia-Michigan because they had no way in their minds that TCU was going to come in and win. Right, exactly. Just as a side note. <laughs> TCU uh, spanked Michigan because they changed all their play calls. Do you know that? You got 51 points on them. They came out and said, we changed our signals before this game. Yeah, Garrett Riley. So all of this stuff happening, the college football playoffs a mess. That's all I'm going to say. It is a mess, and but I do think, and I'm 100% agree, six teams would have been so much better. Yeah. You've got all – if you win your power five, especially if you're undefeated, mm-hmm. you're in. It's a lock. Should have been a lot this year for Florida State. They yeah. got it's just wrong. I hate it for them that the the committee thought we know what's going to happen. No, you don't. That's why you play the game. Yeah. If you go earn it on the field, you ought to be in. But anyway, I do think the twelve team is going to be really exciting. Yeah. Well, and people are saying we're going to see if Florida State's for real. No, you're not, because a bunch of Georgia players are probably going to sit. Exactly. They're not going to play on both sides. Yeah, they're not going to play. Yeah. Bowl season is is another thing. Yeah. One other Oof. day we'll talk about that yeah, because be good. bowl season is a, is a wreck. It is. 100% I think agree. that college football should go like March Madness. All the bowl games should mean something in the top twenty five. Yep. And someone has to be crowned a winner. From, and you know what you'll see, and you can't ever convince me that you won't. Somebody in the top twenties will win the championship one year if they did that. No yeah, doubt about it. I agree. I agree. Now, very quickly, mm-hmm. how many players have entered the transfer portal right now? Uh, over a thousand. The last I had heard, it was like eleven hundred, right, mm-hmm. give or take, in one day. So here, <laughs> one day. <laughs> so here's here's the list of the most notable transfers according to CBS: Kyle McCord, quarterback. I'm just going to list the quarterbacks here: Dylan Gabriel, quarterback; Dante Moore, quarterback; Cameron Ward, quarterback; Will Howard, quarterback. Riley Leonard, quarterback. DJ Ukulele, quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've always called them. That's right. Grayson McCall, quarterback. Those like, are good players. Vandergriff's going to Kentucky. Vandergriff went to Kentucky. Like the all of these, you know what it tells me? And then I'm going to throw it to you because you got more on this than I do. Um, you see two defensive linemen transferred, and you see one wide receiver transferred. Rest of the most notable transfers are all quarterbacks. Right. It's a quarterback-driven sport. Mm-hmm. They're trying to go where they get the most money. Yeah. But Kyle McCord, I think, is the most shocking on this list to me because 
he just basically gave up the ability to be playing for the playoff the rest of his time in college football. Right. And to be playing for an opportunity because where did Kyle even go? Has he announced yet? Mm-mm, I haven't seen it. anything. No, so he's it. trying to play the field. Mm-hmm. Drew, tell me your thoughts on the play on no, not on the playoff. We did that. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on NIL and the transfer portal because I think it's both good and bad for the sport. There right. need to be more regulations. Yeah. You think it's bad for the sport. Yeah. I think there's some good if there's if there are regulations. I think a student athlete ought to be able to make money. I, I'm all for that. I think they deserve that, especially when coaches are getting paid ten, eleven, twelve million dollars a year. The players that are going out there earning it on the field ought to be able to do that. And and you look at all the injuries. We talked about this other night in NFL. Look how many quarterbacks are hurt. Yeah, injuries are going to happen. So what happens when a kid busts busts everything he's got and then plays and then Jordan Travis injury unfortunately happens. What if the NIL wasn't in place and that was it? That was the end of his career. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they're making money. I think it's great that they are. They deserve it. But there's got to be some regulations and there's got to be some kind of cap. There's got to be some kind of incentive. I don't know what, it, what what to call it. But what we're seeing right now, in my opinion, is ruining the sport of college football. Yeah. Look at these quarterbacks. You yeah. just mentioned it. Dylan Gabriel, UCF, Oklahoma. He's in it again. DJ Uangale. This kid comes up, five-star, him and Bryce Young with number one and number two coming out of that class out of California. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to have Bryce Young at Clemson, but whatever. <laughs> we got DJ. DJ comes in for Trevor Lawrence. 2020, when Trevor had COVID, DJ took over at Notre Dame, threw for 500 yards at Notre Dame, set the all-time record for a freshman quarterback on their stadium, in their stadium at Notre Dame. Everybody's like, man, here we go. Stays for three years, bounces, goes to Oregon State for one year, and he's back in it. Yeah. Riley Leonard at Duke yeah. made a name for himself. Riley Leonard's probably going to Notre Dame. It's the last I've seen. But to your point, these quarterbacks, and I hate to say this, but they're seeing dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Kyle McCord has got it made at Ohio State. Had a great year. But in his mind, uh, I can go to A&M and make more money. Yeah. So I'll and go. See, and see, that's the thing. Ohio State's kind of become wide receiver university the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave. Now you got Amika Ekbuka, you got Marvin Harrison Jr., who's probably going to go top ten. Right. All of that. You're going to walk away from that, yeah. which only makes you a higher draftable prospect. That's why C.J. Stroud went so high. Right. Because they were like, well, even if he's not the best quarterback, look at what he was able to do with good weapons around him. Look what he did and, against Georgia. And now C.J. Stroud actually looks like a superstar. Yes. Even though he doesn't have a viable top one and two receiver, Nico Collins is good. Yeah. And Tank Dell is good. Mm-hmm. He fractured his leg uh, the other day, but that's you know unfortunate for him. R.I.P. for his season, at least he'll he'll live, I think. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but all, all of these things happening the way that it is, I agree with you. They're seeing dollar signs now. I will talk about it from this perspective, like you said. I think it's good for the sport in general that there's more parity because I will I will yes. say till the day that I die, the recruiting in college football is broken. Because yeah. if Nick Saban comes to my house and Matt Rule comes to my house from Nebraska, yeah, and Nick Saban sits down and says, "Now you may not play till your senior year, but if you play with us and your senior year you have a good year, you're definitely going top two, yeah, in top two rounds." Right. Matt Rule could come into my house and say, before the NIL at least, he could come into my house and be like, "You will start every game. Mm-hmm. You will be available to us. You will be our guy." But the allure of Bama. 
yeah. is much greater than the allure of Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Unless I grew up with a family that has alumni ties to it. Right. I would look at Bama and say, worst case scenario, I'm going to play in a couple playoffs. Sure. And what if somebody gets hurt? I could be playing. Yeah. And Bama has been known to develop these guys. Georgia has been known now to develop these guys. LSU, mm-hmm. the SEC in general has been known. So I am thankful that the NIL is kind of getting some parity across the league. Right. Because one of the biggest problems is there's too many college football playoff teams. Or not playoff teams. There's too many college football teams. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't. do we really need to have some of these schools? Like, yeah. the ones that we all call to beat up on for our senior day, do we really have to have all of those schools? Right, right. Um, and Colorado, they benefited greatly from the transfer portal last year. Right. I think they'll benefit from it again this year. Uh, it would not surprise me one bit to see several teams, but there's going to be a team. I don't know when it will happen, but especially with this 12-team playoff now, there's going to be some analytics that are going to be looked at mm-hmm. where people are going to say, all right, we were top 12. As long as we stay top 12, we're in. We got a chance. And they're going to go all out and throw every money and every dollar they possibly can. Yep. And they're going to win a championship, and then their team's going to be shot the next season. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be like the L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl where right. they, they went all in to buy a championship and win – and now they're terrible, yeah. and they're struggling to get back. Right. I think the NIL is a very slippery slope because it's a it's a problem to be able to say, I'm going to walk away from my scholarship. Mm-hmm. And so what I think is as they move forward with this, NIL is necessary. And I'm thankful they're doing it because it means college football playoff, the, the game, college football, uh, NCAA football is coming back. Yes, sir. I'm thankful for that. Yes. Um, but I think that the same thing that needs to be understood – if you have a scholarship, it should be prohibited that you can leave without an offer in place. Right, I agree with that. Because all of these kids walking away from these scholarships, seeing the dollar signs, they're learning a very hard lesson in life. And it, it is the responsibility of the NCAA to try to protect these kids' educations as yeah. best as possible, too. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we essentially are proving <laughs> we're, we're proving – you're just about making us money. Right. And we don't care where you go. We don't care what you do. You're just about making us some money. And it's student athlete. Student comes first. Yes. And that's what's being missed in a lot of this. Yes. Is what are you going to do after football? All right, I mentioned JT Daniels earlier we were talking. Started at USC, got hurt. Mm-hmm. Left, went to Georgia. Left, went to West Virginia. Left and went to Rice. That dude has bounced around. And now he's stepping away from football. And I hope and I pray that he's gotten a really solid education. Yeah. Because now what's he going to fall back on? Yeah. And 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 I I hate it for some of these guys, some of these kids that are bouncing around, and they're just thinking about you know the now. And then but then there's some it's worked out. Like Bo Nix, yeah, it worked out great for Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. I think I think he had a very strong college career. He's gonna make a lot of money uh, in the NFL. But you know as far as NIL, I think it's good, but I think it's out of control. Yeah. Transfer portal, in my opinion, is absolutely out of control, and. I know we got some Florida State fans listening, but Florida State's not back without a transfer portal. Yeah. Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, Jared Verse, Jordan Travis, Benson, all those guys are transfer guys. Right. So Norvell, to his credit, said, I'm going to build a championship team right now. You bring in transfer portals, you go undefeated. So when you said that 12 team, we're going to go all out. Yeah. Look for Texas A&M. Look for teams with the money to be in the mix. Because if they can use the portal – and they can pay enough guys to come. Matt Rule said a good quarterback is going to cost $1.5 to $2 million. Yeah. Think about that. And all those quarterbacks in the portal, 
um, I think Florida State right now has shown we can build it really quick. And I just hope that them getting left out doesn't hurt their recruiting in the future because some kids might say, why would I want to go there and go undefeated and not get a chance to play for a title? So I really hate that the integrity of the playoff committee uh, was lost. But in their minds, we're going to 12-team next year. It'll be all right. They'll yep. forgive us. Yep. We won't forget here at but the I, GOAT Network. No, we, we right. will but not I, forget. I think Florida State – is going to have to leave the conference. I think Clemson is going to have to leave the conference. And here's my prediction. You might laugh at me and say I'm crazy, whatever. I think we're moving more toward the NFL. We're going to have north versus south. Well, and I think that's we'll how it have should two be two anyway. divisions. I think if you wanted to tell me right now, Big Ten and SEC were the only divisions we were going to have, cool. Or SEC, NEC, Southeast Conference, Northeast Conference. Yeah. Whatever, however you want to do it. Top East 10, meets West. It's either know. SEC or Big Ten. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, but there there were some reports that came out, and they're trying to shoot them down now at Florida State, but uh, there were reports that before this college football season, we'll close with this, mm-hmm. that Florida State was trying to get a $120,000 loan, and that is the exact amount of money that you have to give to buy yourself out of the ACC. Right. If Florida State were to move, where are they going to go in your opinion? I think it's either going to be the SEC or Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, now but but now you've got Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. That, to me, is exciting. Yeah. I'm excited for the matchups. Yeah. I'm excited to see Texas at Florida. Yeah. You know, or Bama at Oklahoma. That's going right. to be really cool. I, I think Florida State would absolutely do great in the SEC. But then think about the Big Ten. Let's say, let's say Florida State and Clemson decide to leave and go to the Big Ten. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, and Clemson. Well, you know what it, what it'll and end Penn up State. being. They're going to have the SEC is going to become one conference. Yeah. With you're just going to have it probably be called you know the football conference or something. Yeah. And then you'll have the southeast part and the northeast part or how west east or whatever however you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. And that's how it's going to be. And in some ways, if you want to just say that it's going to be the SEC, just tell us. Right. We'll stomach it. The college football playoff has admitted they value the SEC over everyone else. 100%. And if you really want to think about it, I'll, I'll close out by saying this and I'll throw it to you for anything else. They did put two SEC teams in this year because mm-hmm. Texas is in. Right. And they, they know that they're going to the SEC. They're giving us a preview. Mm-hmm. And they're hopeful. I guarantee you they're hopeful that Texas and Alabama are playing. Right. Versus Michigan and Texas. They don't want that because no, no one's going to tune in for Michigan and Texas. Right. No one really tuned in for the SEC champion or the uh, the college football playoff last year right. when it was Georgia versus TCU. I right. didn't even watch the game. Yeah, it was over pretty quick. It was over by what? The first drive? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's there's a huge problem. I do think that one thing that is I've heard lately drawing a lot of people away from college football is it's not like this in the NFL. Right. It's very cut and dry. Mm-hmm. You win, and you have all these differentials and all these different things and all that, and that's what it is. Strength of schedule is not factored into that. No. Health is not factored into that. Right. Why can't the college football playoff committee have done what the NFL does and say, we're, we're measuring these metrics, schedule, points for, points against, mm-hmm. head-to-head matchups, division matchups, all of that. They say, well, we factor that in, but then they sneak in the and we factor in health and we factor in strength of schedule. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's interesting that you would do that because that gives you the exact opportunity to say, well, the SEC obviously has a good strength of schedule. That's just because it's been self-proclaimed the best conference in football mm-hmm. in the college side. 
that's that's circular reasoning at its finest. Yeah. And all you Alabama fans listening, you can kick rocks, okay? Yeah. I love my family that loves Alabama, <laughs> but every one of you that are rude and uh, unconscionable <laughs> can kick some rocks. Bama has earned the title of being the best program in the history of college football. Yeah, in my opinion, it's because time for of them to close doors, because of the, <laughs> because of the pedigree, the winning pedigree. I yeah. get that a hundred percent. But the biggest thing that Greg Sankey was trying to bring out is it's just different when the SEC. It means more. But are we really going to just look at what's happened in the past and forget about what's happening on the field? Yeah, Florida State earned the right to be in. They're an undefeated Power Five champion, and then you're going to bring in all these other factors. You know, people were joking about the Trevor Lawrence thing. Oh, the Jags can't go in now. I guarantee you, if they found a way to win games, they'd be in the playoff. Yeah. They wouldn't care. No. But all of a sudden, it's almost like we had to create something new. It's unprecedented to, to leave a Power 5 champion out when that's one of the criteria they're looking for. And I just hate it for Florida State because what else are you supposed to do? And yeah. I think a lot of people are seeing, you know, the, the lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cause a lot of people to just – so maybe going to the 12 team is kind of going to keep them afloat. We'll see. Well, and I'll tell you right now, too, um, if Florida State does beat Georgia, and it's because Carson Beck sits and because all these other guys, you know, if that's if that if they do that for their health's sake or whatever, Carson probably won't sit. But, you know, yeah. whoever does end up sitting because they know they're trying to go to the – Brock Bowers, yeah. he might sit. Yeah. If they beat Georgia and they're not at full strength, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Everybody's going to say, well, that's because they didn't have Brock Bowers. They won. 100%. Y'all it's just, a lose-lose I mean, for Florida State. Let me, let me be nice but firm. Y'all shut up with yeah. this dumb argumentation because it just justifies in your mind that your team is better. Mm-hmm. No. no. If Florida State beats Georgia and they're without their best, it doesn't matter. They beat Georgia. If without Georgia Jordan beats Travis. Florida State without Jordan Travis, yeah. they beat Florida State. It, you can say all day long, well, I'd love to see what it would have been like with Jordan Travis, but – the people who are healthy play the game. Right. The only time you're at full strength is when the season starts and you have all of the paper. That's it. Yeah. After that, no one's at full strength. No. Even if you're completely healthy, everybody's banged up. Entirely. Everybody's hurt. Mm-hmm. So kick rocks. Get over it. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>